Spoiler Season is brought to you by Flipside Gaming and New England Comics. Spoilers, spoilers, spoiler, spoiler season, season with, with us. us. New cards. Welcome to episode four of Spoiler Season for Hour of Devastation. So we have a special guest with us today who's going to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Carolyn. Carolyn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I have been playing Magic since I was nine. But I haven't really played much more than a kitchen tabletop until the last year or so, although I did draft a lot in high school, so maybe, okay. maybe that counts. Um, and what's your what's your favorite color? Oh, don't make me pick. <laughs> what's your you. favorite tribe? What's your least favorite color? That's also hard. <laughs> my least favorite color? Okay, started mono blue, but blue currently is not my favorite. Okay. But I still is that because still green like is now the color of card draw? <laughs> Right. Probably, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that Nissa's pretty nice. Nissa's mm. nice. Oh, she's green-blue. So. Green-blue. Green-blue. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so we have uh, a lot of very relevant spoilers tonight. A lot of spoilers that are going to end up seeing some play in some constructed formats. So we are going to jump right in. Uh, our first card tonight is Hope Tender. Uh, this is green one for a human druid. It's a 2-2. You can pay one, tap it to untap target land, and you can pay one, tap it, and exert it to untap two target lands. So Katie, this synergizes with a card that you were a big fan of a couple Ooh. of years ago. Yes, back in the day, my favorite deck, actually my very first standard deck, yeah. um, was Green Devotion. I thought it, no, it was Battle Cattle. Oh, it was Battle Cattle. My right. first, my first like <laughs> competitive standard deck. Battle Cattle is the love. Yeah, when you decided you wanted to like win games. Right. Yeah. I mean, I went to a couple FNMs and it was great. And then I was like, you know what? I I also kind of don't like losing all the time. Yeah. Even if my don't worry, are the cool. Minotaurs will have their day, Katie. They I can will. only hope. I mean, they need more lords though. Zombies have so many more lords. You need to reprint Didgeridoo. What is that? <laughs> You're not the first person to say that, I feel. <laughs> um, so, what oh, you... yes. So, anyway, so yeah. Green Devotion had a land, Nykthos, uh, what, Shrine of Nykthos? Whatever. It was a land, and it tapped for yeah, mana. It was just Nykthos, oh, Shrine just Nykthos. of something. Yeah. Shrine um, of the gods, tapped... or Theros place, makes, makes mana. Man, that was helpful. Shrines. Yes. So, it taps for mana equal to your... Con uh, Devotion to, to a color. To your devotion. So uh, untapping that land was worth a lot more than one mana, right? You could generate like 10 mana with, with that one Easily. land. So so totally worth having this card. Otherwise, you're just paying one, tapping a creature to actually not generate any new mana. Well, you can, yeah, you can use it as like a very bad color fixer. Uh, <laughs> and in limited, that might be what this ends up getting used for. In I don't think it sees any constructed play whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, not standard. Oh, you don't think it... No, you have Voyaging Seder. If you really want to untap oh, yeah, this, you have Voyaging Seder. Yeah. I, like, and I don't know anything about Commander, but maybe Commander's like, I want a second Voyaging Seder, and then you get to run Hope Tender. Uh, but yeah, Hope Tender is just like a worse Voyaging Seder, basically. Yeah. How big was Voyaging Seder? Um, I think it was, it was a 2 1. It was a 2 1? Or a 1 2. Uh, yeah, well, that's. Those that, arrangements? Yeah. I don't know if that's something that you might care about if you care about the. Toughness, you could use this to untap two Eldrazi temples and exert it, and then you get some extra mana. But like yeah, that's not very good. Not gonna cut because it because you need to have two Eldrazi temples on the field, yeah. and you're already in a really good position if you have those. So I think yeah, you're right about limited. 
It's, yeah. I like the name, Hope Tender. It's kind of, oh, we're hoping we can fix our mana. Right. Hoping? <laughs> we're hoping we, we can, can fix our mana. tenderly fix Maybe our mana. Ten three colors. <laughs> Maybe it can run three colors. <laughs> yep. You keep untapping that blue source being like, man, maybe it'll be red this time. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, so our next card is much more constructed playable, and Katie, oh my gosh. this is yours. Okay, so this is the Scarab God. This is our last of the three messed up gods of Bolas. This is Black Blue 3, 5-5 five, five legendary creature god. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses X life, and you scry X, where X is the number of zombies you control. You can pay Black Blue 2, exile target creature card from a graveyard, Create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4-4 black zombie. Uh, when Scarab God dies, return it to your hand, uh, to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So... Can I actually ask you a question? Yeah. Very serious question. Oh. All of these uh, Nicol Bolas gods, the Grixis gods, mm. like Scarab God, its head is an entire scarab. Oh. Like the whole body. And the scorpion has like a full scorpion as its head. Really? Anatomically, that doesn't make sense whatsoever i'm They're troubled by this god. like imagine if like god like human god had for his head a an entire human. human right that wouldn't make any sense i kind of like it that would make it a really horrifying god uh yeah I, it would make it really hard. oh my gosh what if then its head its human head had a head that was a human and it just went on to infinity. And it was a fractal uh, god. Now we're getting to human centipedes. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's... Let's... Yeah. No good. No, no good. good. No Back it up, back it up. Uh, yeah, so the obvious exciting thing is uh, zombies, right? Because there is a real zombie deck right now in Standard. And um, this cares about zombies. My concern about this in the zombies deck is twofold. One is the mana cost, right? Zombies is a... To me, a pretty high curve deck. Um, cards like uh, Relentless Dead, you usually don't even want to play on two because you want to hold up mana to protect it. So you're playing that on three, and then you have Lord and Diagraph on three, and then you're waiting for Mastery on five, and Mastery is so good. Um, so this is competing with Mastery, and and this isn't a zombie. So when you care about casting zombies, or when you care about pumping your zombies, or um, uh, Dark Salvation giving minus X for all the zombies you control. This is not adding to your zombie count. So It also requires that you screw your mana base. Right, because then you have to run blue. Yeah. And you're already kind of desperate for black. Like, when you want to bring back Relentless Dead and you need that extra black mana, sometimes it's really hard to Not to mention it. that, like, you know, if you want to do multiple things in a turn, like, Relentless Dead is double black. Mastery is double black. Like, you, you use black mana a lot. Yeah. Um, and... It, it feels like what you said, where you said that Liliana's Mastery as of the, is kind of the premier five drop of the deck, and this card coming down at five drop, it comes down, and then it, it doesn't have any impact the turn yeah. it comes down. Yeah. Um, now, if the, you wanted to grind, like this, oh, this card yeah. becomes way better, and like maybe in the zombie, uh, like it's hard because I'd say in the zombie's mirror, bring this in, except you can't because then you have to splash blue. And right. <laughs> if you're splashing blue, it also means your mana is going to come in tapped more often, and uh, you can't afford to have that happen in zombies. That's yeah. one of the reasons why, I, I think, why the mono-black build is superior to the white-black. Right. Currently, it definitely seems that way. Um, I have been seeing some of those um, blue-red zombie decks come back. Blue, right, red. but those oh. are doing something completely different Could than the zombie strategy. Oh, I maybe the blue-red could afford the black the, mana. I, I agree that I don't think it belongs in mono-black. In the mono-black? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the biggest uh, problem with putting this in the, the blue-red emerge deck 
is that it's five mana. The blue red emerge deck rarely gets to like four or five mana. Are they then just pushing Esper zombies? I don't think you want to do that. I think <laughs> that then you're being, being too aggressive. Um, I do think uh, the the best shell for this uh, is to just put it in delirium. Is to put it in black green. Black green delirium. Yeah. They don't even have any zombies. Why would you bother running this? What, uh, you ignore the whole first clause. It doesn't matter. You you play this as a five mana five five that just provides value for as long as it's alive, um, and the ability to like play this, bring back Ishkana, bring back your opponent's creatures. This is just like the, it's a value engine, and that's it. And because it, mm. it does say any graveyard, um, so in any kind of like grindy mid range mirror, if we end up in like a green mirror world, uh, this card is I think very strong. Huh. Not to mention that. Uh, this synergizes with, uh, particularly upon rotation, um, when I think Death's Majesty is going to be seeing more play, oh, yes. um, this does synergize with Death's oh, Majesty as well, because you're going to be pumping out zombies, think anything you return is going to be a zombie, yeah. um, so I think that then you're going to get some drain and scrying, uh, in addition to, really, I think the reason to play this is it's an aggressively costed body with that ability to like eternalize your creatures. Um, and your opponent's creatures. And your opponent's creatures, yeah. Uh, but playing this with Death's Majesty is just, like, pure upside. I do like that idea. I love Death's Majesty. I really wanted to see more play. I think I do think when Aug rotates, uh, I, I just think she's being pushed out by Aug right now. Yeah. Um, because, Obviously, like, Black Green... Obviously, five mana. Yeah, like, if Black Green couldn't run Ob Nixilis out of the board, they would probably be running Death's Majesty. I would miss that card. I would miss yeah. Aug, too. Aug is fantastic. Yeah. Really, really strong planes over yeah. It's really sad, though, to say that this card probably doesn't make it into Black Zombies because it feels like the value is so... Like, the upside is so big. If you can hold on to it for a turn and you have, like, five zombies, scry five, drain five... Not drain, but they they lose five life. Oh, yeah, this gives zombies, like, reach. But the, right. the issue is that zombies doesn't need reach. Yeah. Because when you have five or ten zombies out, you're going to win. You're going right. to Crypt Breaker, draw a bunch of cards, and you're going to get Diagraph triggers and make more zombies, and then you're going to play a Mastery. Like, you're going to be fine. So I don't think Zombies has any need for this card, and that I think uh, Mastery is probably better than this card. This card's too awkward. You can't afford to go five drop, go, then they kill this, and... The next turn you try to cast it again. Exactly. Like, you can't afford to do that in the yeah. Zombies deck. So what we think? Maybe keep an eye on it until after rotation. Well, I think I don't think it goes inside. Like I said, I think it'll go into a mid range shell. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it'll be very good in the mid range shell. Yeah. Maybe even in a, uh, I was gonna say in a control deck. Except uh, I think that probably control decks are gonna be looking more like mid range shells. I think like you can build black green or Sultai delirium to look uh, behave more like a control deck, and that's the deck that this card wants like to go John in. Yeah, like John Delirium actually is a really good example of that. Um, with the ability to like grind out, and I, I like John Delirium right now because the ability to go traverse into a Dark Dwellers, flashback traverse into a Dark Dwellers, oh. flashback cut, like it's just, it's a really strong value engine. Um, and if you're looking for like grindy mid-range mirrors, I think it might be worth it to splash red. Mm. So that's, uh, that was our last god. Uh, now we're going to move on to uh, Jeru. So Jeru is white, white, three for a legendary creature. It's a human warrior. It's a four, three with vigilance. Uh, when Jeru the Purified enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a Planeswalker card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, shuffle your library. If a source would deal damage to a Planeswalker you control, prevent one of that damage. What do you guys think? Okay. <laughs> Not impressed. <laughs> 
Not worth five mana to you? No. And the legendary I, creature? I have better five double white mana creatures <laughs> to play. Yeah. This this card's bad. Um, it's... Oh, don't the, let him hear you. I'm sorry, Giroux. Uh The Planeswalker Protection Clause, like, is not worth much, first of all. Uh, so then you're looking at five mana for four three Vigilance. That's bad. Uh, like and the, it's legendary, so if you draw multiples, you're very sad. Yeah. Um, and then it tutors up a Planeswalker. Fine. Uh, like, why don't you just play a Planeswalker instead of this? Because I don't think, like, <laughs> you're not going to be running, like, a Planeswalker toolbox deck. Like, you run maybe two or three different Planeswalkers in a deck. You don't need to tutor for a specific one when you need it. Yeah. Uh, you compare this to something like Thalia's Lancers, which was five mana for a 4-4 four, four that could tutor for any legendary creature. <sighs> and Thalia's Lancers hardly sees play at all. So this yeah. card, I think, is just worse and will not see construction play. Agreed. Yeah. I'll just mention, though, I used to run Thalia's Lancers in the sideboard of Blue-White Flash. Yeah. It was a beast there. Go get your Avacins when you need them. Yeah. Go yeah. get your Gisellas or Brunas when you brought them in from yep. the sideboard. Like, there were a few mono-legendary decks for a while there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you had a, the Naya Legends deck for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. I mean, that it just was, adds a lot of consistency, and it's a good body, and it has First Strike. That card yeah. was excellent. It was it was a lot main deckable when you could get Dragonlord to target with it. Oh, that oh. was insane. Uh, Dragon Lord Remoka as well. Uh, so our next card is Fervent Paincaster. This is red two for a three one human wizard. You can tap it to deal one damage to target player, and you can tap and exert it to deal one damage to target creature. What kind of creature? <laughs> you have to exert it to deal one damage to a creature. You laugh. This card is going to be good and limited. Okay, limited. but I'm laughing at the sure. second ability. Oh. Like, really? Would you ever... Not ever. But you're going to exert it to deal one damage so, to a creature? Yes. This is an example of a card uh, that gains uh, value from its existence and not from its activation. Oh. Because if you have this card on the mm. battlefield, um, it's going to make it so that your opponent's not going to be able to optimally do combat, right? They can't block yeah. well. Because you can, you can, like, block... Uh, they can block and you can finish them off with this card. So you will rarely have to use the exert. It exists purely because, like, it screws up combat. Um, the first, so I, one thing is that this is a three one for three, which means if they're if you're able to like attacking with this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to ping and deal one every turn uh, in limited is like something that is always kind of underestimated, but always ends up being pretty okay. Um, and I think that uh, it's better when you have cards like the Eldrazi that was colorless and it would untap every time nettle. you had yeah nettle sentinel or not nettle oh, sentinel, no, nettle not something yeah. But it, it would have untap. a bunch of spikes coming out of its body. Yeah, so when you can like repeatedly do it, it's really good. I but think I that think one that... dealt to each opponent though, because I think that was really good in two at a giant. Oh sure, but it was also just like very good in one v one, like sure because you would just get so many triggers off that you were dealing two or three a turn. Um, and this guard is obviously not going to do that. But I think the confluence of three one body plus ping your opponent, guaranteed ping your opponent for one every turn, plus mess up combat uh, makes this card playable and limited. I like the exert actually now. Yeah. Actually, the other you put it that synergies. way. Yeah. With the, with the other exert synergies Whenever where you, you can exert get... a creature, mm -hmm. there's, there's, what, at least two, three cards with that? That gave you some benefit for that? Yeah. Uh, I do wonder whether... So, if we look at Amonkhet, right, uh, people talked up the exert deck, the theoretical exert deck, um, in red and white, but what we found was, like... Is it limited? Yeah, and limited. Yeah. Um, what we found was that 
it didn't work because exerting every turn with all of your creatures meant that you were only doing stuff every other turn. Mm. You could never actually get enough of the exert creatures because they were being picked by other decks because they were just good cards. Um, and, I, and I wonder whether you'll be able to build like a dedicated exert deck uh, this time around. My guess is that you still will not be able to. Um, and, I, and I think that like just drafting red-white aggro will probably be better than trying to specifically draft like the exert deck. Um, but sure. we all like we're missing a ton of commons and uncommons, so it's like really premature to make that claim. It almost feels like they want this deck to be constructed because like they want you to draft all the exert ones, and then they also want you to um, draft all the untapped ones too. And it kind of, I've been looking at it a lot lately, and it's like they almost want you to go Naya, but it's yeah. like not quite there. I don't right. know. Maybe we meet, need more hour of just devastation cards, but I'm not It's close. Sure. Like if we're talking standard, um Glorybound Initiate, Always Watching, and Glory, Glory Bringer, Bringer are <laughs> premier exert yeah, card. Are like close. Yeah. It's just that this there's not enough to fill up a shell. Right. Like there's not enough other cards to do it. Um, which is which is too bad, but So I agree with you on that. It feels like they're trying to design a constructed exert deck, and maybe it's there. Mm. What's our next card, Katie? Our next card is Claim to Fame. (laughs) Really? What's your claim to fame? What's the thing that you think you're best known for? Playing elves? Oh, sorry. Oh, just, it doesn't have to be oh, magic. Life? I don't even think you're known for playing elves oh, and magic. I'm known for my love of owls. Owls, that's right. Yeah. That's right, you love owls. Uh, anyone care to, any of our... Uh, how many owls do you think are in our home? Owls? Owls. owls. How many owls <laughs> are in our apartment? Owls. Actual living owls or like depictions mm, of unfortunately owls? Unfortunately not of actual owls. living. Because oh. we've counted. So we can confirm your answer. We'll go conservative at a dozen. Okay, Katie, how many is it? Uh, almost 50. Wow, yeah. I was conservative. So, <laughs> you know, some people are like, become cat ladies. Uh, Katie will become, or already is, an owl lady. Owlets are cute. They're hey, so they are. They and are. there's such a variety of owls. There are the owls that stay awake during the day, which people don't think about, because everyone mm-hmm. thinks owls are awake at night. That makes them special. I'm a big raptor fan, and they're in the raptor family, so sold. Like velociraptor? <laughs> the, them too. Them too. <laughs> yeah, birds of prey, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I must be excellent on my mind. I'm like pirates and dinosaurs, dinosaurs. and owls. So excited. Oh. I know. What a... <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So, Katie, what is a claim to fame? Yeah, do? so back to this really cool card with an awesome name. Uh, both sides are sorceries. Claim is black for a return target creature with converted mana cost two or less from graveyard to the battlefield. Fame has aftermath, and target creature gets plus two plus O oh and gains haste until end of turn. Still loving the aftermath. Got to turn your head sideways to read cards. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun when they're on the screen. A lot of fun. Very fun and limited. Telling. Yeah. <laughs> People like slightly turning their head sideways. Oh, yeah. You get that with, um, uh, what was it? Like the... Not these ones, but the other split, split cards, which were both yeah. sideways. Mm-hmm. And then people would draw it and, like, immediately rotate <laughs> the card. And you're like, I know what you have. Yeah. Uh, so this card, uh, I think, is is very strong in Modern. Um, I think that the ability to pay a single mana and bring something back is sweet. And the ability to pay an additional two and give it haste and a pump is sweet. Uh, I You know, the deck that's kind of on everyone's mind right now is Death Shadow. Um, and Death Shadow... 
would like this card. Uh, Grixis, Death Shadow, you know, Black Red. I don't know if the deck can afford cuts or whatever. Like, I haven't played it myself. But this seems like you might be able to find a slot for it. Um, one note is that this would fit in Jund Death Shadow better uh, because Jund would be able to bring back its other threat being Goyf, whereas Grixis yeah. uh, runs Tassiger and Angler, which would not be able to be brought back by Claim. Mm -hmm. So this might give you a, a higher incentive to go toward Jund, um, but like then I, I do think that even with this card, Grixis is still just better. So I, I, I don't know that this ends up seeing play, but I think most people's minds go to Death Shadow when they when they see this card. Can you picture this card anywhere else? In in modern or standard? Or... Anywhere, either. I mean, so I was thinking about what you can get back in standard, and you can... I mean, the, the black deck that I know right now is zombies or green-black. Yeah. Or, or like, Jund if you want to do green-black with the red. But, um, so you could bring back, like, Snake and Flare. Flare. You can also bring you back, can bring back Ballista, Ballista to trigger Revolt. Yep. Yes. Revolt or to flip Avacyn, which is not in your deck yes. because you're green-black. That's right. But That's right. if you had Avacyn, boy, would that work. I like I like the direction that this is going. Thank in. you, yes. Yeah. Um, and in Zombies... All your best things are three drops. And their stuff comes back anyways. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're, you're less than when three drops come back. Right. Yeah, I think that maybe you could play this in um, black green. Like maybe, a, you know, one mana for a snake is not bad. Uh, yeah. But but then I'm just play like one it. of the Lilianas that gets back snake yeah. and does other things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I know it's more, more mana, but this, I'm not, I'm not sure that it's worth it in standard. Yep, I, I, I think it's probably not. Would you, I also don't think I'd play it in limited because... Your bombs are not two drops, and you don't really care to get back a two drop. I might play this only in the very aggressive red-black deck. I was just going to say, if it's like mm. hyper-aggressive blitz, maybe. I don't know. Is it a... T I don't know if it really helps in tempo. I think it does, because does it? you're paying one mana for something that costs two. So you're gaining a little bit of uh, mana advantage there. And your stuff, if you're in the red-black aggro shell, is going to die. Uh, early and often. Because that's what you that's do. That's true, actually. And, um, and other things, like, you don't have to use these on the same thing. Like, I can bring a threat back, and maybe my threat already has haste, and then I can attack with it, and I can pump something else. Um, mm. And, you know, red-black likes to get like get damage through, so two mana for plus two plus O, which is, like, free, because this is just stapled onto an already reasonable card for that deck, um, I think makes this probably playable in the red-black limited deck. Yeah. Okay. You, you've convinced me. I, I would not have picked it up in limited before i think it's worth it yeah sounds like there are there are circumstances yeah so next we have steward of solidarity this is white one for a 2-2 human warrior you can tap it and exert it and you create a 1-1 white warrior creature token with vigilance everyone's excited about this card <laughs> the silence of excitement yes okay so in limited this is fine oh yeah uh, yeah yeah. It's a bear with upside. It's a bear with upside. It goes right along with its red friend on the other side. Of the Absolutely. In standard, no? No. Uh, no. Maybe. Not even maybe. in the tokens Friends. deck. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe in the Oketra's Monument deck. No. Yes. Bad. Uh, probably not. This is bad. Probably not. Yes, this is, still, this is still This is still bad. worse than your other two drops. Don't. It's bad. Um, <laughs> in modern, this is a human, and four colors humans has been crushing it on Magic Online. Don't they have better things than a 2 for 2-2? Two, two? 
in modern, in all of modern history, magic must have better humans than this. It doesn't create humans, by the way. It doesn't. Oh, it creates warriors. Yeah, that was the problem with Secure the okay. Waste. Okay, I'm letting this go on too long. I was joking. I'm not serious. <laughs> this, is a, this is a terrible card. Like, hu yes, humans okay. has, like, busted cards at two mana. This is not actually I, worth I have worth no idea playing. what's in humans, but I'm like, I assume there's better yeah, stuff than this. Yeah, I mean, like, Thalia's Lieutenant, for example, oh, is two mana. Yeah, so... <laughs> There's that. Like uh, Mayor of Averbrook is a two mana. Mayor of Averbrook. Oh yeah, it's a green one two two. Uh, humans you can other humans you control get plus one plus one, uh, and then it has the werewolf clause and it flips into a werewolf yeah. and it pumps wolves and werewolves you control and at the beginning of your either upkeep or end step uh, you get to put a two two wolf into play. That that sounds much. Better. That's a real card. Yeah. So let's compare these and just say they're very close in power <laughs> level uh, because mm. they both make tokens. Oh yeah. Yes. That's a good assessment. So our next card is Vizier of the True. This is white three for a three two. You may exert Vizier of the True as it attacks. Whenever you exert a creature, tap target creature and opponent controls. All right. Can I just mention? I love the art on this one. Mm -hmm. The the Vizier looks hardcore. He's like bringing the light and stopping the zombies around him. While well, everything awesome. burns in the back. Is that yeah. when you shout at the pre-release? You're like, I'm bringing the light! <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, aside from that, what does, what does this card uh, do? Great and limited. It's really, really strong. Yeah. Um, like, this is, we saw this effect, similar effect in um, red, didn't we? Where, like, you could exert oh, and make yeah. something not block. Yeah. And this is the when... The twins. Yeah, the twins. So now, like, you see this card, and now you do have more of a reason to go into, like, the hypothetical exert deck. But yeah. really, this card by itself is fantastic, and if you have one or two other exert threats, um, also, like, that's just going to make it really good. Like, red-white is going to be wanting to push through damage, and this makes it so, like, you can do that, and you can just kill your opponent with a big attack. Fun. Oh, how do we even say this? River... <laughs> we gave you the, the hard one to read. There's probably a tech, an actual bird named Hoopo. I like Hoopo. Hoopo. It is a creature-type bird uh, with flying. For three green and a blue, you gain two life and draw a card. Its power and toughness is one three. What's the mana cost? <laughs> it costs green and blue. Very good. So what do you think of this card? I know some people who are all about this card. I don't get it, but that's <laughs> Uh, it flies. Done. It limited. does fly. Yeah. I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much unlimited. Anything that flies gets a second look. I will. I will argue that in limited, uh, this card is insane. Um, yeah, I think this I, is yes. going to be a very oh, yeah. high pick because first mm -hmm. of all, yeah, first of all, mana sinks. Second of all, blue green flying nice. Third of all, uh, and I only have three, so third of third <laughs> uh, is that blue green also has all the mana dorks and pump. So, like, this with Weaver mm. Currents means, like, the very turn after you cast this, you get to start gaining life and drawing cards. Um, and if there's two things I like to do, it's gaining life and drawing cards. I hear you on that. Yeah. Does this mean that green-blue might actually be fun to play in Limited? I think green-blue was fun to play in Limited. Really? I had a really good time playing blue-green. The ramp deck was great. You could draft, uh, you know, draft a couple of Sandworms, some Weavers of Currents. Uh. You regularly could play, like, turn five, turn four Worm and... That sounds like yeah. mostly green was fun to play in limited, yeah. and no, you no, happen to you, have blue for weaver. No, no, you weaver cards, <laughs> but also spring to mind uh, gave you an ability to like mm. stay live in the game when you're, you're drawing. Um, and then there was uh, what was it like vizier of many faces was good in that deck because you can copy your big threats. Oh, I um, like that card. And I'm missing. I think there's like there's one other two. Tom Blake's hand. Did we play that? Not the second no, one. No, no. But was, I thought there was one more like bluish bluish card. I just felt like if you weren't playing red white. Game over. 
Yeah, what a change that was after uh, the Pro Tour, right? All of a sudden, red-white, people were like, oh, it's really good. It's not a mid-range G format. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I say this is very good and limited, um, and I would yeah. pick this highly. I think argument number four for this card is uh, the name. Yeah. River Hoopo. We like fun names. I, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't love a fun name? A fun a bird. And what a pretty bird. I bet this card will look great in foil. Uh, one one death slight downside. Is that a river of blood? Probably Egypt, right? You know, our yeah, devastation. Yeah. Plagues are coming. And, maybe it's uh, wine. Maybe, maybe it's wine. There you go. <laughs> I like your optimism. I like your optimism. Perfect, yes. Uh, so our next card is another exert card. Uh, another human exert oh. card. Let's go. Let's go. What is it, Carolyn? Drain train. <laughs> Get on the drain train. For one red and white, we've got Resolute Survivors. It is a creature with type Human Warrior. It says, you may exert Resolute Survivors as it attacks. Whenever you exert a creature, Resolute Survivors deals one damage to each opponent and you gain one life. 3-3 uh, three, three power and toughness. Um, I, I love it. Just gonna say. <laughs> Why do you love it? Where do you love it? Drain, train. <laughs> I, uh, now, for our uh, our listeners who may not be familiar with the drain train um i i love it whenever um you get to deal damage to stuff and gain life as a result it's just fun it i love it i enjoy when uh color and i use like a color pie thing because i you know i i love the color pie so i enjoy when two colors can do something that another color can do by itself but oh, yeah. another color can do by itself, right? Such a so like, beautiful relationship. draining is either black or red white, uh, yeah. and those are the two groups that get it. So it's really neat yeah. to see it, right? Because um, you yeah, see it in like damage, yeah, yeah. which so, is red, and then the white is life gain. Yeah, and black is it usually lose life, lose life and gain life. Yeah, oh, I never uh, knew that. Yeah, it's really it's really neat. It's why I see cards like Lightning Helix as well, which can drain. Um, so this card, uh, also great in the red-white aggro deck. Um, the body is reasonable. Three mana for a 3-3 three, three is good. Yeah. Uh, and then this can help you get through a little bit of extra reach uh, if you need to get those last couple of points in. Um, or just, you know, you maybe need to, to pick up some life as well. Uh, but mostly, like, I don't know. I just, I just, it's a decent body. Uh, and the yeah, user is just three, kind of three, upside. Three, three. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Our next card is Ronas's Last Stand. Uh, this is green green for a sorcery. Create a five four green snake creature token. Lands you control don't untap during their during your next untap step. So uh, two mana for a five four is an incredible rate, obviously. And our downside. I don't know. I'm paying like one mana for ten tens in modern right now. So right, well, if you're yeah. not death shadow, get out. <laughs> yeah, but you have to be basically dead for that. So uh, and then you win. So. Yeah, best deck of modern. <laughs> You're not even playing it. So. It's because my my street race uh, got lost in the mail. I ordered them, and then it's been uh, like twelve days, and they haven't come in. I'm very 12 upset. Twelve days, four hours, very and upset. five minutes. I've been counting. How did you know? It has been five minutes. Also, twenty-two <laughs> seconds. Uh, Insurance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just gonna email the story and be like, "Listen, listen. Here's what's up. Listen, friend. Where are my rates at? Where are my rates at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yes, and this has the downside of all the gods demises uh that you cannot untap your lands but this is only tapping two of your lands um yeah yeah so it, it doesn't feel like quite as big a deal yeah i think that uh this is the so far of the three we've seen 
like this is the smallest uh, downside because it's so cheap and it's adding something to the board and it's going to be probably in a deck that is playing big cheap threats that like, you know, I mean, the, the thing that people keep saying is, oh, turn one a tune, turn two last stand, turn three green belt rampager, right? Yep. Um, oh, I was so, just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think that like that sequence is very strong um, and this is probably going to go in those like low to the ground, black green aggressive decks. And, you know, people are saying, well, what about Fatal Push? No, that's it. That's it. That, that argument has been terrible since the beginning of time. It's saying, oh, it dies to Doomblade. We can't play it. No, you don't. You, you, you play Long Tusk Cub, even though it dies to Fatal Push. No, no. Long Tusk Cub, unplayable. It dies to Fatal if Push. If you play, if you to play around Fatal Push on everything, then you would just not play two drops or one yeah, drops. Or, or four drops because they really could get revolved. That's right. That's right. And, like, I understand the concern being that, well, if you Fatal Push with Cub, like, they're using up some of their tempo, and then you get to untap and, like, do something on your turn. But if you're doing this, uh, you're also constraining yourself on mana, which is tricky. But I, I really think that, like, early, this is fine because you're going to be able to deploy something next turn. And late, it's not even downside because you're going to have enough mana and that you will be able to play anything that you want to play out of your deck anyways. Uh, so I, I really like this card. Um, and this is a card, too, that... Uh, for the more commander or casual side of things, I think would be good to copy. Uh, rebounding this with Narset seems nice. Uh, finding a way to like copy this spell, uh, since it's a spell and not a creature, uh, would be would be cool. You could play this with Anointed Procession and get two five fours. Oh, he's reading my mind. So. <laughs> I, I look forward to flinging it in Limited. That's all I have to say. Yeah, two, you can yeah. fling it. It's a substantial body to fling. Fling has been great. I love fling. Fling is very satisfying, yeah. and and it's it's like it's a good finisher in Limited, right? Because especially for playing that like aggressive red deck, you you can't finish it, and so you just fling. Yeah. Fling your creatures. Yeah. Um, I I just want to make a quick argument, maybe against this, which is. This is two mana for five four. We also have Grimflyer, which is two mana usually for a four four with trample. But not on turn two. True. It is. It is not a four four on turn two. But it is probably a four four. Well, it depends. The the delirium shells aren't as aggressive anymore with their like they don't run vessel. No, but you're right to say that uh, Flare will be a four four regularly on turn like four or five, and then later. Um, so by at that point, like very good. Uh, and I think it, like, it would be, just be better than Last Stand, but I think the, the reason to play Last Stand is because uh, it is also really strong on turn two, mm. um, and because you can play it in, like, you don't need Delirium for it to be good. It's just good by itself as well. And Rotation. Sorry, when is that again? Fall. I'm going to be so sad. Goodbye, Grimflayer. I really like Grimflayer. Yeah. Grimflayer is a cool I couldn't get into the green-black Delirium deck, so... Okay, next card... Uncage the Menagerie. This is Green Green X Sorcery. Search your library for up to X creature cards with different names that each have converted mana cost X. Reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. I like this for modern. Uh, yeah. This is so, in standard, this is fine. Uh, I think in standard, like, this is a decent card. It's going to be like four mana to get a snake and a Grim Flare uh, or a snake and a cub or whatever, uh, which is like fine. And especially if you're playing like grindy mid range decks, uh, mirrors. Fine, but in modern you can pay <laughs> four mana. Fine. Yeah, I mean it's like a fine card. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's very yeah. fine. Um, in modern you're able to pay four mana and get devoted druid plus vizier, uh, and then you have your infinite mana combo in hand. Uh, you can also go 
uh, for three, if you're going to pay five total, x equals three, you can get eternal witness and then two value three drops, of which we have no shortage in modern. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you this card doesn't exile itself, which means you play e-witness, get this card back, and then do it again the next turn. And you can drown your opponent in value uh, with this card if you have if you're just looping eternal witnesses. Um, so. I'm more excited for this card in Modern, uh, but in Standard, it's powerful enough that it will probably uh, see play in, in some decks. There are ways to loop this in Standard. Not many, but there's like one or two. Well, uh, I mean, you can't Dark Dwellers because it's the X, but you could get it back with um, blanking on Green Warden of Marasa, but you don't want to use that. Like that's that's going to be Green Warden. It's a six drop, right? So you'd be paying eight to loop Green Wardens. Uh, so I, I th that's just too expensive for standard, I think. Um, Probably. Yeah. Lily loops Green Warden, though, very nicely. She does. Liliana. Big Lily. Majesty. Yeah, oh, Death Majesty. Puts yeah, it directly sure, onto the field. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, Lily, yeah. I, I look forward to her seeing more play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next card, Katie, is... Earthshaker Kenra. Uh, so I'll mention, I think this is a cycle, but we only have two cards of this right now. So this is... Uh, Earthshaker Kenra is a red one, two one, jackal warrior creature with haste. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, target creature with power less than or equal to Earthshaker Kenra's power cannot block this turn. And it has eternalize for red, red four. Yeah, so this seems like pretty obviously slots into an aggressive shell. You're playing it and presumably attacking right away. And when it comes back, you're, you're blanking a pretty large blocker because it'll come back with four power. Um, and again with haste, which is pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that it, this is great and limited if you're in an aggressive shell because it's uh, fine by itself, but then you get to dump your mana into it in the late game and bring it back to 4-4, four, four, which is awesome. Um, in standard, this wants to be in a mono red deck, uh, but right now we don't have mono red decks. So unless a mono red deck appears, this card will not see play in state. Yeah. Which part of it makes you feel like it's mono red? Just curious. Uh, well, it has all the hallmarks of a, a mono red creature in that it is two mana, it has at least two power, it has haste, uh, and it allows, it has some degree of evasion because it prevents something from blocking. Um, so that this card is definitely wants to be in a shell that doesn't really care about its creatures dying, it's going to deal a bunch of early damage and then finish the game with some burn spells. Or but the, fling. Or, yeah. But the problem is, like, we don't have that deck in standard. Because even though we have, like, we're getting close to a critical mass of cheap ones and twos, we just don't have any burn reach yeah, for the these only, decks. The only standard deck I could see this possibly being in is that, what is that, Noose Constrictor discard deck? Oh, yeah. That's the oh. closest thing. The yeah, because maybe you don't mind discarding it. And it's a flame deck. And it's a flame <laughs> deck! That's amazing. Uh, Want to do the other piece of the cycle? Sure. So the other part of the cycle we have right now is the green Kenra. This is rebuilding Kenra. Classic green. Uh, green one for a 2-2. Two -two. Jackal Wizard. Ooh. I feel like wizards are usually blue, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, when this creature enters the battlefield, you may give target creature plus X plus X until end of turn where X is rebuilding Kenra's power, and it has eternalized more green, green, four. So initially it's two for a two, two, and pump one of your creatures for plus two, plus two, and when you eternalize, it's, it's a pretty substantial pump, plus four, yeah. plus four, and it's a four, four body. Uh, I... I really like this limited. Yep. Very good and limited. Um, I think this one is better in standard than the red one uh, because like, it, it does something when it comes down, and then even when it dies, it's going to provide some card advantage and additional reach later on. Uh, just the problem is like, there's just way better two drops in green right now. Like, 
I'm not going to play yeah. this over Long Tusk Cub or uh, yeah. any of the two drops in the Black Green deck. So. Cub is good. Yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on to the last two cards, uh, which I think are among the most exciting spoiled today. Uh, we're going to talk about a really great blue card first. So this is Nimble Obstructionist. This is blue two for a bird wizard. It's a 3-1 with flash and flying, and it cycles for blue two. And when you cycle it, you get to counter target activated or triggered ability you don't control. So let's be clear as to what this is, okay? Excitement. This is... <laughs> it's excitement in, in a piece of cardboard. This is a modal card. Um, this means that you can pay three mana to do one of three things. One, you can kill an attacking creature with toughness three or less. Two, you can right, kill flash. your opponent because it is a 3-1 with flying. We've seen this body on things like Vendillion Click, and this like finishes games. Uh, three, this cycles... This is like this is a counter spell that also draws you a card. Like, oh my gosh, that by itself would be playable in standard. The fact that it is all three of those modes combined is incredible. This card is awesome. I'm very excited for this card. Uh, it, it is great in like a tempo shell. Um, if we had something like Delver style in standard, that this card auto goes into it. Um, this has flash. Maybe you can even play it like blue white flash. And it comes back and it's because this card is great. I cannot like. You and like triggered and activated abilities, right? So like ETBs you can counter and you can counter activated abilities. Uh, so counter planeswalker activations, which you know we know is fun to counter when they try to ult their Liliana. Uh, you get to counter creature lands, you get to counter uh, every oh so many things. <laughs> I love this card. I'm gonna pick this very highly, I think, if I see this in limited. Oh, in limited, it's just like, <laughs> it's great. Like, I mean, I think it's better in standard than it is in limited, because in limited, uh, I feel like this is usually gonna be a 3 1 flyer for 3 mana, which is a good rate. So, like, this is a decent pick in limited, but uh, it just gains so much value in standard. Yeah. So much value. <sighs> okay. Okay, I fawned over it enough. Our last card of the night, the one that I think I'm the most excited for. Even more excited than the last card? Yes. This is this is the card that jumps out at me the most from all our spoilers. All right. Well, I was so a little far. skeptical reading this, so oh, you're going to no. have to sell me. No, no, no. <laughs> this is Razaketh the Foul-Blooded, uh, or I suggest an alternative uh, title, Razaketh, the real reason they banned Marvel, <laughs> uh, even when Ulamog was rotating. So this is Black, Black, Black 5 for an 8-8 legendary creature demon, has Flying and Trample, who cares? Whoa, Pay whoa. two life and sack a creature to search your library for a card and put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. Yikes. Uh, this, I mean, this card's insane. Like, this is, this is one of the most high-powered cards they've printed in any, like, recent set. Like, this card's insane. People speculated that there had to have been a big something coming. Yep. And they thought it was Bolas, and I was like, Bolas no. isn't very good. This guy is where it's at. So, um, this card has... A, a bunch of different roles. First, uh, you can reanimate it with Death's Majesty. Um, oh, and okay. That sells me already because I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the eight mana cost and the triple black and I'm like, I know it's huge and I know it has a lot of, like, a really great ability, but you're waiting till turn eight to do no, this? No, you're not. You're never playing this on turn eight. You're <laughs> cheating this in um, in order. So you're like, one way to get it in is Liliana's Death's Majesty, right? So you okay. do that 
Um, and then you you play this in like a Sultai shell, and then you start sacking like rogue refiners, and you sack like the catacomb sifter and the token that it makes. Oh, catacomb and you sack, sifter. So you pay, you get this back. You pay six life. You tutor for any three cards in your deck. Probably like another rogue refiner, another like removal spell, and like some other planes or whatever. And it cascades value that way. So that's one way you can get it in. Second way you can get it in is in Cryptolith right decks, where you are playing just like mm. that's the deck I think it's just gonna perfectly fit into is something like the Albzon Tokens deck where you run a ton of tokens you run Cryptolith right and then you cheat this guy in on turn five and then you just sack your entire board tutor for everything that you want and you just win like this card is so strong um that that I, I I'm ex really excited to see this this is going to see you play in standard um it's very very powerful uh it might see play in modern um, it's like it's hard because in modern it's competing with things like Gristlebrand and Emrakul for like uh, reanimation targets or Elishnorn. Um, but what it's doing is very strong. And if you are using Gristlebrand to try to draw into specific cards and not just draw like a large amount of cards, then Razuketh is probably going to be a better target. Um, though, if you're giving it haste, then Gristlebrand might still be better because of the lifelink. But um, Razuketh is, is, is really strong. Really strong. What do you guys think about Rapid Cat? <laughs> He's a baller. No, I, I would play that. Sorry, I'm a little stunned. That's kind of. Oh yeah, it's OP. Uh, and if you play this with Cutthroat out, um, it's you. Mm. You're really only paying one life, and you're draining your opponent every time. <laughs> like you're both you and your opponent are both losing life. Value. Yeah. I do. Are you sold yet, Katie? I I am much more sold. So I I agree that you have to play it in a deck that is trying to cheat it in either by making yeah. a bunch of mana. Or by using something like Death's Majesty, which I think is the only card right now that's like Ever playable after. and standard. Oh, playable and standard. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it has to be playable <laughs> and standard. That that can just put it straight on the battlefield um, from the graveyard. And I like it in the tokens build or or this Cryptolith build because then you have creatures to sack. Because I was I was like, oh, is this a control top end? Like, what other creatures do you have to sack? You know. Do you have creatures to sack? Are they good? Like, they're maybe good creatures and you don't want to sack them. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind sacking tokens. I like sacking something with upside, like the the Catacomb Sifter. I was even like, I don't think it goes with them. But if it went with the Filigree Familiar that gets value when it comes in and when it dies, or like these little things that you can put in, like um, Rogue Refiner that you yeah. mentioned, that's going to give you value when it enters where you draw and get sure. the energy so that... You don't mind them dying. Like, sort of like the Emerge shell, but instead you have this. I also like it, uh, and maybe it's the same deck as the Liliana Death's Majesty deck, but um, this is also, like, with Emrakul gone, uh, the Black-Green Delirium deck has really struggled to have a, like, way to close out games, right? Like, yeah. you usually get there. That's why they've had to incorporate the counters package uh, with Mining Constrictor, Walking Ballista, uh, Rich Card, and Gear Hulk. Um, but this card's existence allows for the possibility that maybe you don't anymore. That maybe you go full on Delirium and you run one of these or two of these as your Traverse target. Uh, because if you're playing grindy games, you're going to get to this amount of mana. I regularly get to this amount of mana in Black Green. Um, and it's like, okay, I Traverse for what? I guess I'll Traverse for a Snake and then Liliana back a Ballista and like... It's just so awkward, and if I could just traverse for a Razaketh, sack all my stupid Ishkana spiders, and get like more traverses and more good things, I guess I wouldn't get traversed. You just get <laughs> you want to traverse for, um, like you just you totally win. And then it's an eight-eight trampler, so with yeah. flying. 
All right, and I guess the last thing is, uh, I know there's not a ton of it right now in Standard, but we do still have Westville Abbey, which is going to kill this in combat. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, yes, but, like, Westville doesn't see any play. Yes, it, yes, it does. Okay, top uh, four we decks. Were... Teamer Energy does not play it. Marju does not play it. Black Green does not play it. Zombies has been cutting Zombies, it. okay. So no I... rest play it. Okay. First of all, I still think it should be in Zombies. It messes up your mana a little bit. There are sometimes... Okay, it does mess up your mana, but... There are also games when I could not have won except for that. Yeah, but and, and like I, I just think I don't think you can definitively say one way or the other whether Westville should be in zombies because that would require like a a large sample size and then measuring how many games do you lose from Westville versus win from win Westville from because they goes both ways and I don't it's I don't know scary. what those numbers are so like I think it's it's hard to say whether it should be in there but the fact is zombies runs it as a one a zero to two of um, and the trend is toward not running them so. I, I'm not worried about Westvale Abbey, um, unless the like Oketra's Monument or Northern Procession decks really pick up. Then Which like, they are. well, if MTGO is any, they've been putting up MTGO has been putting up about. MTGO has been putting up about one tokens deck every one to two days, which is for not five-os or? for Fados, which well. is not a rate that like suggests the deck is tier one. Uh, Oketra's Monument, I think, is problematic because it. We talked about this yesterday. It's slow. Well, it's it doesn't do enough without right. Oketra's Monument. If right. it has Oketra's Monument, the deck's busted. Uh, oh, if it doesn't, yeah. it's bad. Well, I um, meant the Monument is slow. It's like you have to take a turn off, in which case the faster decks are just gonna like have their way with you. Oh, I think that I think that if you can resolve a turn three Monument, you are going to win the game eighty percent of the time, oh, even yeah. against the aggressive decks, oh, because yeah. like the the value that you're getting on the next turn is just so insane. That it's totally fine, but the problem is that the deck doesn't always have access to a catcher's monument. Right. And for anointed procession, the deck is just weird. Like I, I feel <laughs> like there is something there, and like it does really powerful things sometimes. But the, there are hands that you get with that deck. It's very inconsistent. Yeah, that very you're like, slow oh, I have three lands, double hidden stockpile, and a fatal push. Yeah, yeah. Anointed okay. procession can do. I have to say though, because you were playing against anointed procession at a PBTQ. And they had Chandra. Oh, that was a different... That was the Mardu build. I know, I know. But I'm just saying yeah. that card... Like, these cards, like Oketra's Monument, Anointed Procession, when you get them out with the right support, they, they can really go off. And, yeah. and my example is when you were playing against Chandra Flamecaller, tick up, make four, three ones with haste. Yeah. It's, I mean, 12 damage coming at you. It, it's, like, insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strong. What do you do against that? And I really hope that we're, there's able to be that kind of deck. I think that's a fun kind of deck to play. I really enjoy, like, the kind of synergistic going-off decks, like Obzon Constellation, <laughs> as I try to mention off. once right. per podcast. Um, and time will tell if they get some more support in our devastation or I excellent. hope so. All I know is that one time I got my Desolation Quintuplets was the best feeling ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I think that's all we've got for tonight. Um, so Some Carolyn, pretty exciting cards. Oh yeah, these. I mean, these cards are like yeah. these spoilers are just a tier above the spoilers that we've been reviewing yeah. so far. To be fair, pretty much every single one of them has been rare, mythic, or uncommon. Yeah, uh, Razaketh's insane. Just like <laughs> note that the card is really strong, uh, and the blue one is good. Um, the green one is good. There's so many good things. So many good things. That's a big kitty in the background. Oh, I think it's his... Oh, it's a cat. I thought he was holding a cat gun. 
You're looking at Even the art. better. You're looking at the art for the green Kenra. And uh, if you look at that art, it is clearly a cat gun. Yeah, let us let us know if you see the cat gun too. Yeah. So, uh, Carolyn, thank you for joining us. Thanks uh, for having me. Always a pleasure to have uh, some new guests on. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow with uh, the last uh, day of spoilers for this week. Once again, spoiler season is brought to you by New England Comics and Flipside Gaming. So thanks to both of them. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. I'm Carolyn. And this is Spoiler, spoiler Season. season.